0: From the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G.
1: Scott and Ursula team. Violation, 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 Ursula. I violated one of my rules. The tips I gave you on yeah. what not to do at going to a Super Bowl party, big game party, I messed up (laughs) y'all You're allowed to say Super Bowl in this case (laughs) And I'm not gonna tell you Right now What that was Because I'm trying to Let's see um, Figure out How to discuss it So I will tell you what I violated at 10 o'clock today. So if you're like, oh no gee, I have a meeting right at 10 I don't care.
2: I think you're going to find out that giving that advice is easier than following that advice And I know right Uh when it happened
1: too Uh I knew right when the moment I was sitting there and I said, oh boy Uh oh Uh oh (laughs) You didn't wash your hands
2: Okay, oh, we're going to okay. we're gonna guess. <laughs> Text us, 888 973 5476 888 973 Cairo. It is the day after the Super Bowl. We're going to help you get through your morning if you're dealing with the Monday blahs.
1: Because it should be a holiday today. <laughs> Any y'all tired? <laughs> For real. Hi.
2: Yeah, you I'm burned raising my breakfast.
1: <laughs> Ursula, go to the Facebook page, y'all, the G and Ursula Facebook page, and go see Ursula burn breakfast. Yeah. She burned breakfast.
2: Hey, that's kind of what happened. I'll share the story at 10 o'clock, but remember how I said I was going to do lumpia and Ponsit? I finally came up with it? Um, look at our G and Ursula show Facebook page, and you'll see how the lumpia went, because okay. it, it looked very similar to those buns that I pulled out of the oven.
1: <laughs> Okay, we're ready. Let's get to it. Top stories of the day brought to you by Wayscar 40, Susu in Auburn.
2: Well, let's get right to it. Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas was one for the ages. The Kansas City Chiefs were down 10 points at one point, but they were able to beat the 49ers 25 to 22 in overtime. The Kansas City Chiefs are back to back Super Bowl champs, clinching the game with a touchdown in the last seconds of overtime.
1: And this was the Andy Reid special. This was the Andy Reid special we talked about. He was saving
2: Coach Andy Reid rallied fans during the trophy ceremony on CBS. Hey,
1: on three, one, two, three. How about those? Cheese!
2: <laughs> Usher performed some of his biggest hits over a three-decade career at the halftime show in Vegas. Among the names joining him, Alicia Keys, Lil Jon, and Ludacris. Like, oh Matt Piper, CBS News. Okay, so just uh, real <laughs> quick. We'll, we'll, we'll do it real quick uh rating one to ten in terms of games and super bowls. How did this one fare for you? You,
1: you know what I think I would give it a uh, a nine and a half, almost ten. Um it was zero zero in the first quarter. It was ten to three going into halftime in a game with ooh, you don't know which way it's gonna go. Uh the game goes into overtime. How often do we watch overtime Super Bowls? It's so rare. You see what I'm saying? And Mahomes comes through in the end. I thought it was a great game to watch. Kickers were getting busy during the game. But as far as overall competition and action, loved it. Okay, what about the halftime show? Halftime show on a scale of 1 to 10, I give that a 10, right? 10? Yeah, 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 yeah. But like up there with... Prince and Bruno Mars, no, 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 no. because that's a ten. See, see, see. Let me let me scale back. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I I just want to put Usher with himself, and I give him a ten because did he perform at or above expectations or Mm. below? And I think he performed above expectations. I thought him the folks. I would give him a seven. See, because I'm not going to give him a seven now, nah, because he brought, you saw that man take his shirt off. I and did a, see that he a was
2: and, <laughs> and Alicia the Keys. Blaze, I like that. That was mm-hmm. a that was a good touch. Yeah, Alicia Keys, great decision.
1: Uh, Ursula, Ur- 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 <laughs> Ur- did you did you see what Alicia Keys was wearing?
2: Oh, I did. Lord, I did. Ah. I did. One of our listeners texted and said uh, his wife thought that uh, she didn't do herself any favors. So I was like, oh no, she was doing favors. Uh. That, was, that, that was yeah. She looked great. Okay, and then uh, finally
1: the commercials. Uh, scale of one to ten? Yeah. Two. They're over, y'all. If you're listening right now, Ursula, nobody is really is talking about commercials no, today. I think I think
2: that time has gone. It's I think, gone. I think it's in the past that we care about commercials. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember. I remember one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Only because I'd stopped to look at it because mm-hmm. I saw J-Lo. Yeah. And that was it.
1: But, You're right, with J-Lo and Ben Affleck, that was pretty cool. Exactly. And top right. But I would think that it costs way more money to make than the ROI on yeah, that Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, what
2: do you got coming now? up in the 10 o'clock hour, we're, we're, so we're going to move on. Okay. But coming up in the 10 o'clock hour. Violation. My Oh, my God, serious, serious violation. We're going to talk about which rule of yours that you broke.
1: And we're going to talk about your food.
2: Yeah, we're going to talk about my food, and then we're going to talk about Travis Kelsey, who's dropped in my book. Yeah. But is there a way to redeem himself? But But- Mm, Yeah, not happy about that. Okay, but well, let's move on. Well, King County may have hit its peak, when it comes to kids at least, after 40 years of consistent growth. New census data out today shows the number of people under the age of 18 in King County has dropped to 436,000. That's down by more than 20,000 since 2020. All this info comes from the FYI guy in the Seattle Times, Gene Balk. He spoke to a sociologist who says... You know what? Many people are just opting not to have kids because it's become too expensive to Duh. raise kids. Uh, the last time the county had a drop in the number of kids was in the 1970s, and that was a period of time when we had the Boeing bust when the company laid off 60% of its workers.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of people moving in when they mom and them. A lot of people, it's hard to live. If you listen listening right now, you have an opportunity to move home, go ahead and do it. It's the smartest thing to do if you live at home with your parents. Now, you want to go to statistics, and what has happened since 2020? Well, let's go to the 2022 when they did a little focus and did all the stats right there. You want to know what happened, Ursula? Rent increases across King County. You want to know what they were? You guys take a guess. What do you think rent increases were across the county from 2020 to 2022? Uh, I'll tell you. 20 to 30% in King County. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of you all's paychecks went up 20 to 30% in King County? I'll wait. <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless you were already up at that upper echelon. <laughs> you know?
1: No.
2: Um, yeah, so the, a couple of things that came out of this that were interesting to me. Uh, Obviously, we know Americans are getting married later, if at all. So, uh, and many people are choosing to go childless, but we're looking at fertility rates in the U.S. that have been dropping and uh, really took a big drop during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, Between 2005 and 2021, fertility rates dropped in every state with the exception of two. Um, Another thing. What's that? Where do you think, in King County, where is the biggest concentration of kids? Where would you imagine? Kent. That's number two, actually. But the most concentrated area for kids is uh, Sammamish. Where nearly twelve hundred people under the age of eighteen live there, representing forty percent of the total population. So that's mm. a, a well. the The mm. median household income there is two hundred thirty three thousand. Seventy eight <laughs> percent of households owner occupied. Kent second highest, mm. um, and the median household income of fifty two thousand. Sixty percent of homes rented, and fifty two percent of households uh, were married couples. Mm. Probably, and the, there's probably, some areas of mm, of King County. Mm-hmm essentially zero kids. Where would you think those are?
1: <laughs> uh, let's see, Bainbridge and them?
2: No, Uptown, Belltown, South Lake Union, Capitol Hill. Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I wonder if all the people that live in Sammamish uh, own the homes in Kent that are being rented. You ever see somebody with like five, six kids and the
0: first thing you think is, what do you do for work? Yeah. How do you afford that? There's a, usually
2: a couple of questions. Mm. Are you Catholic? Are you Mormon? Or are <laughs> you rich? You yeah. oh,
1: Ursula, <laughs> Ursula brought out religion. <laughs>
2: Well, isn't that? I mean, that's a complete stereotype, but. Really? I mean, I I don't. I'm a one of five. You know how many times I was asked? You must be Catholic.
0: It used to be religion was the first thing. Now I I think income.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's move on. Women who work for the Seattle Police Department feel they are sexually harassed, Uh and they say a persistent good old boys club keeps them from advancing their careers. Those are some of the findings in a report that was released late Friday. As we have told you, that's otherwise known as the Friday News Dump. Yeah. The report was written by a Washington State University researcher. It's part of this SPD initiative to create a better environment for women in the department. So in this report, one employee described groups of male detectives as the sausage or testosterone squad. The Seattle Times reports another interviewee said uh, that they'd witnessed discrimination against a pregnant worker. Also important to note that in recent months, two longtime female employees have filed lawsuits against SPD and its chief, Adrian Diaz, alleging gender and wage discrimination, and in one of those cases, racism, in response to this report, Mayor Bruce Harrell says he plans to sit down with women in SPD to hear directly from them and to address the issues that have been raised.
1: This seems so evergreen when it comes to all corporations, I believe, across the country. One of the things uh, some of the things they talk about, Ursula, is uh, here are the themes, right? Uh, difficulty uh, getting promoted. Uh, especially among higher ranks discrimination against women who were pregnant like you're talking about and a persistent good old boys club that blocked others opportunity those themes right there I don't think that they just remain only with SPD I think that topic right there is something that happens all over now I know you're saying but gee what about SPD I'm surprised yeah I'm not shocked. You know what I mean? But but I do believe that if you did this survey to not just SPD, but to a lot of companies here, King County, Pierce County, Kitsap County, Snohomish County, you'd get the same thing.
2: Sadly, I think think you're right. I think it would be a rare company where you wouldn't get this feeling from many female employees, which is a sad thing. Mm -hmm. I mean— uh, from little messages to big messages, whether it's, you know, do you have female representation on your board? Do you have female representation when you have pictures of employees in your building and the higher ups in your building? And, and, and you look around and see that there are no women on those pictures. I mean, there's subtle little things that you can do. I applaud SPD for its transparency, because to fix a problem, you have to acknowledge that you have one. Yeah. Yeah. And this is something that they're doing. It's not a pretty report. Sounds like people were able to uh, speak honestly Mm -hmm. and they have issues to raise. But, you know, this is an effort to try to recruit more women at a time when recruitment is at an all time low, not just for SPD, but departments all over. But SPD has been particularly (laughs) singled out.
1: I want to say this and uh, chef, you can corroborate this on when we text message about spd when we make have little sidebar conversations about them i just want to be very clear cuz i don't want anybody that works for spt to think that we think that they are a a terrible organization. Mm -mm. Because, as a matter of fact, it's quite the opposite. Chef and my lion, we actually talk about them in high regards compared to other law enforcement agencies in the country. Yeah, we we were just texting the other day
0: about some horrific story from another police department, and what we exchanged was, I could never see anything like this happening at the Mm -hmm. Seattle Police Department. And a lot of the headlines we see around the nation... (sighs) There's been a lot of change within the department over the last decade plus.
2: Right. Uh, there there has, but obviously the more change needs to happen. And again, how do you do that? One of the things is by being transparent. So here's an issue. Yep. Uh, And there are people who are telling you within the department there is an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Since the department pledged to do better by its female employees, uh, it has actually struggled to keep its female staff. Uh, There was an article published by The Stranger on Friday that said the share of women officers in the department fell by a percentage point between 2017 and 2022. So they've got their work cut out for them. But again, I think by acknowledging, by asking for... Feedback Hmm? and then looking at that information and using it to do better, I think that's a
1: step in the right direction. I think in this state, we usually, I think SPD comes up more often on this station and we talk about SPD, the problems and all those things. The biggest city. But I also believe that SPD is the best law enforcement agency in the state. I also believe both can be true. Really? Yes. I
2: won't go that far. Uh, Well,. (laughs) Because we are hyper
1: focused, yes. on SPD. Yes, I mean right?
2: SPD. The the only reason I won't go that far, I appreciate, and I I live in the city, and I appreciate our police department. But the 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 sad fact is, they've lost a bunch of people. They've lost so many people. So and have lost, others, not to the degree that SPD has. I mean the the and and I think that. Um, It's having a very hard time recruiting. And one of the reasons that has been listed, as much as people don't want to hear it, is the feeling like they didn't get support from city leadership. That's changing. And, and, that, mean, was that, a true, and that was a true statement yes, at exactly. one point. And, and,
1: and so, again, some of these other law enforcement agencies here in the state don't, didn't have to deal with what with SPD that. had to deal with. Yes. I don't see about any other city council that we talk about no. not supporting their law enforcement. Exactly. So, anyway, exactly. SPD, we give y'all a hard time, but y'all be doing a good job. Yeah, we? exactly. I need to squeeze
2: this in because we need to end on a positive note. What's that? And this was a big story last week. But remember that whole thing? State lawmakers have now delivered a blow to the city's counties that were asking to raise the 1% cap on property taxes. The Mm. measure that would have increased it from 1% to 3% is now dead. Uh, State lawmakers heard from so many people who said they can't afford another increase in taxes when they're already living paycheck to paycheck. (laughs) So that has been tabled.
1: Um. Darn it. (laughs) Well, I want to ask you guys this, Ursula, because here's something that stood out. Uh, Senator Jamie Peterson is the one who introduced this bill. Yes. And then he comes out with a quote. Help me with this. Here, here, here. You want to hear it? Oh, go ahead. My county
0: and many counties where, frankly, people will support increased property taxes as the right balance in terms of the services that local governments can provide.
2: He is absolutely correct. Seattle is notorious for, or some people could look at it as in a positive, for approving to tax themselves. Seattle voters tax themselves if it means trying to help Mm. uh, communities or help, you know, even though it means it's going to cost us more. We want our services. But I think that they heard from enough people who live in the city of Seattle who said, Wait a minute. We're exhausted
1: by these. Well, he also said this, Ursula. He also said, we recognize that we must do a better job of explaining yes. both how the current 1% cap hamstrings local governments efforts to fund public safety exactly
2: so you're exactly right you need to you need to do a better job convincing us that the money that you currently have is being used wisely and that you need more money or it, else and and don't keep telling us we're going to close critical public health clinics this that and the other thing trim the
1: fat first you, you say i need to trim the fat <laughs> No, oh, people good who have oh. our money. I'm trying to get a little better, you know. You're what I'm doing saying? great. Thank you. For, um, 360 sends a text in, and I gotta say, you're right. They said, Ursula, Washington State Patrol is by far the best law enforcement in the state. You know what? I'll agree on that. Washington State Patrol, been since I've been living here. Pretty consistent. So I put SPD number two. How about that? That's my bad. All right, Ursula. Coming up next here on the Gin Ursula Show, um, at 947, we do need to talk about a Tacoma woman that represented the state of Washington at the big game, the Super Bowl. We'll talk about that. And then also at 930, up next, does local philanthropy do enough? We'll talk about that next. Gin Ursula.
2: Ursula Show. Happy Monday to all of you. As always, we invite you to text us on, on the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line 888 973 5476 888 973 Cairo. So, as you know, we have some very rich people who live in the Pacific Northwest. We also have a strong philanthropy community, but our the folks who are in that community doing enough to help fix the region's homelessness crisis, which many say was in part created by these big companies doing so well and, and, and increasing the cost of uh, living in this region, the cost of rent, et cetera, et cetera. And we asked this question about whether they're doing enough because of this article in the Seattle times this morning, it's front page. It it talks about how there was a lot of hope, gee, um, there's a lot of energy, too, when remember when the King County Regional Homelessness Authority was created, the agency had a charismatic CEO in Mark Dones. And they partnered with this group called We Are In, which was for the philanthropies, their way to partner with a, a publicly funded organization to make those dollars work even to go even further and have the energies of the likes of Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer, Microsoft, Amazon. They poured millions of dollars into this. But now, in just the past few months, um, the Seattle Times reports that all of the We Are In staff uh, have either been fired or laid off. Uh, its leadership was accused of financial and organizational mismanagement Um. Many of the people who would poured money into it are like, mm, we want to wait till this plays out before we put any more money into it. And what is it about what we do here that is different? Because in other states, there have been similar arrangements where the the homelessness authority or some equivalent of that in another state will work with uh, people in the philanthropy philanthropy world, and they will be able to do something that actually makes a dent in the homelessness crisis. I mean, how many days do we talk, you and I talk about this, whether it's in Burien, Taquilla, whatever, you know, uh, King County, Seattle, and keep talking about it like there seems to be no fix.
1: Is it getting better or worse? It's getting worse. So, why here in this state of Washington is it You know, something seems a little different here as opposed to other states. Well, here's a simple reason. We got more rich people here in this state. Let me explain. The 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the TCJA, before that, taxpayers were limited in how much of their charitable gifts that they could claim against their income, 50% of the adjusted gross income, the AGI, the TGSCA uh, increased that limit to 60%. Here's an example. Let's say this taxpayer makes, it has $100,000 in annual income, Right. The old rules before 2017, they could claim $50,000 in charitable donations against their AGI, which is, again, the adjusted gross income. The new rules post-2017 is now 60%. So that means the new rules increased the amount to $60,000, assuming that they had no other deductions. So the taxable income is the amount of income subject to tax, and so basically the with the reduced thing like this, that hundred thousand dollar income now gets reduced to forty thousand dollars income. Does that make sense? Did I let me simplify it again? A hundred thousand dollars pre two thousand and seventeen, yeah, would be. If you donate it, you could donate up to fifty percent, and that would bring your gross income to fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, it increased to sixty percent, which it is now. You can now donate sixty thousand of that, so now your income is only forty thousand. I'm bringing that point up to show you guys this: giving, especially in the state of Washington, has increased more. Is it because people have a big heart and want to give more, or is it because they get tax benefits from it? What is the true core of the real reason for giving? Mm.
2: I don't know what is in the heart of uh, people who are in philanthropy, but I will say that I'm sure the tax write-off or the tax breaks that they get from that big giving is a, a a big incentive, of course. So it, it would act as a disincentive if you can't write off as much. It sounds like that's what you're saying.
1: I don't know. Both yeah. you and I are the same boat. One yeah. less point I want to make. When we hear about, and by the way, this is no knock on Mackenzie Scott. We appreciate what she has been doing and giving to these organizations. But my question would be this. How come sometimes when we bring up the family— for this organization, you know, whether there's the ask, the raise the paddle, and they bring the family up that uh-huh. they, you know, they say, Hey, we've done this for this family. Yeah. Why don't we see more giving directly to the family? And when Mackenzie Scott gives a lot of money, yeah. it always has to go through an organization.
2: Well, I think because the idea would be uh, to have management and uh, of of those funds because these are big funds, I mean of all the people in the philanthropy world, I think Mackenzie Scott is in my eyes uh, a, a model when it comes to her way of giving uh, she 's very transparent about where it goes. She has a site where you can see you know all the money that she gives, and she gives quite a bit of it. And you can see all the different organizations that benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, How much but, problem? But here, but here, here's my question. What do you got? I mean, because I think, I think one of the the biggest issues is if you start hearing in these groups that are supposed to be helping the homeless in a region and they're get, you're pouring tons of money and then you hear about financial mismanagement. you hear about um, you know infighting within the groups, two different groups fighting over the same uh, pots of cash. It's like the focus is away from trying to solve the problem. It's more about how can we line our pockets. That's the part that's so discouraging. and that's the part that I think uh, between having such a process oriented, I mean, this region loves process. And it's hard to get things done without going through a lot, lots of process. And then you also have this issue with whether it's the King County Regional Homelessness Authority, which it's whether it's uh, we are in. When you're talking about people who are getting big, huge amounts of cash and then there's financial mismanagement, why would you want to continue to be part of that?
1: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Maybe this is a situation where somebody can say, gee, you don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever reported on this, Ursula, in your time of doing news where somebody really rich came out and went to a neighborhood and said, I'm going to buy you. Hey, renter, I'm going to buy you a house. Just you. I'm going to buy you and your family a house. Has that ever been reported like that? Or is it always usually through an organization? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. How come we don't ever hear about direct giving that way? Because... There's a lot of rich people here that can make a direct impact right now. Like right now, to go to our neighborhood where there's five, let's say five renters, five families that are renting, and go to those five and say, "We're gonna buy you guys a house." Yeah.
2: I mean, would would you feel more comfortable just giving your money directly?
1: You've seen. How about this, Ursula? Yeah. How many times have you seen me give money directly to people? At least a (laughs) handful of times. Yeah. You you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would feel comfortable with that. If I had money, I could. I would go directly to somebody and bam, hand them some money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now, when you're talking about huge
1: amounts, I, w- I would go be specific and buy that. Yeah. I'm going to buy that house. Yeah. For you. Yeah. How come we don't see that?
2: I think I I, I hear what you're trying to say, G. People want credit. You can get credit. Yeah, people. You can want get credit, credit by doing it. Oh, oh, people
1: oh wanna, tax credit. Yes, uh-huh. Oh, tax credit. My uh-huh. bad. Hey, we need to talk. A Tacoma woman representing Washington at the Super Bowl. We talk about the next Gene show. The show. Good morning, everybody. Coming up at 10 o'clock. Uh, look, I don't know what y'all got to do, but you got to stay around for this. I violated. I violated one of my own rules. So we're going to be talking about that. When What happens when you go to a Super Bowl party? And Ursula, would you call yours a violation? What, what did you do?
2: I just... <laughs> I I should have cooked the night before, but I cooked day of. Mm-hmm. And it just became a bit of a disaster. <laughs>
1: All right, so that happens at 10 o'clock. But uh, here's what we need to talk about, everybody. Um, A woman from Tacoma represented the state of Washington there at the big game. Peyton Thomas was a backup dancer on stage with Usher at the big game. She caught up with King 5 prior to the game. I remember last year when Rihanna performed, that was really my inspiration. I'm like, okay, next year I will be on that stage. After sending an
0: audition video, Peyton got the invite to perform with Usher in the Super Bowl halftime
1: show this year. I think I literally screamed when I saw it. (laughs) Okay. First of all, I just found out that she's local, uh, Peyton Thomas. I can only imagine the joy that Peyton Thomas's family had, Ursula, by watching their uh, loved one perform on the biggest stage, not only performing on the biggest stage, being able to perform out there with Usher. So they had to crowdfund and raise money to get there. You know, Ursula, sometimes... We have to do a lot of things to get there, like this job right here. How many times did I get an opportunity to do this, right, where I was not getting paid for it? As a matter of fact, I would have paid money to get on the air to show the world what I can do on radio. This might be the same thing, Ursula.
2: Okay, well, t- so she did a fundraiser. She was a backup dancer. W- was she going to get paid for this gig? Uh, no. Was
1: she- no. No.
2: Absolutely not. You don't- So it was just for the privilege of dancing with Usher Yes, during the Super Bowl. Yes. She had to crowdfund. Mm-hmm. Like, why wasn't she being paid?
1: Because really, we talked about this last year. Remember we talked about how much halftime performers get paid? Yeah,
2: can you remind me? Because it's some we- abysmal number. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, nothing. Don't, nothing. They basically, this is their, so for an example, Usher was the halftime performer yesterday, right? Guess what Usher did this morning? Announced his concert dates. Yeah. Right? And I, and right yeah. by the way, he's coming to Climate Pledge on November 5th. Um, excuse me, 10th. So when you do that, you have the opportunity, your songs go up on Spotify, your sure. song, all that kind sure. of stuff.
2: Usher, Usher's not hurting for money, but here's a young woman who... Uh, is going to help his performance, who is going to be going to this event that is not cheap.
1: <laughs> Go no. to Vegas is
2: not cheap to do all that. I just feel like in some cases people take advantage of the eagerness of some to be part of something.
1: You mean like AAU uh, Sports? Yeah. AAU. Yeah, either AAU sports (laughs) Sports or like sports.
2: I I guess it it raises the question for me: Is like, is there something that you would want to do so much that you would just do it for free? You would just this. Okay,
1: right? Yeah, opportunity to to, um um speaking to organizations. um, There's a lot of things that I would pay to do. Like we are talking about Peyton Thomas. For she now will be able to tell the world. Oh yeah, that was yeah. I performed with Usher at halftime.
0: What? It's a good resume bullet point, but come on. I mean, Usher got paid. 30-second spots at the Super Bowl were $7 bucks. He was on stage for over 13 minutes. That's, let's see, about $182 million worth of free PR for his concert tour, not to mention album sales. I was just flabbergasted yeah. that you would have to crowdfund your way to Las Vegas to perform for the Super Bowl. Like We're talking about the NFL worth tens of billions of dollars, and they can't pay their backup dancers to even get there, let alone pay them for the performance? That's silly.
2: At the very least, pay her way to get there. Give her her a stipend so she doesn't have to put out her own money to cover hotel and that kind of thing.
0: How could you say college athletes should get paid but backup dancers at the Super Bowl should not? Because it's a good resume bullet point.
1: G Where, Where's the revenue In yeah. that though Right Like Where's Usher? the revenue How
0: many people tune in For just the halftime show A lot Yes Where's the revenue I don't think Usher did it for free I mean she, She's a teacher At the YMCA I'm sure her classes Are going to be full From here on out But Come on man I, I...
1: Damn. Look, look. I, I know where you look. Yeah. Text I never, us. I'm never gonna suggest people not getting paid. Yeah. That's not where I want to go. But I think, especially in the mu- the music world, yeah. dancing world, these are opportunities, right? These are opportunities to get exposure. Like this moment right here, Peyton Thomas. Like this
2: is huge. I know it is huge. But I think that's where they take advantage of people like Peyton who would do anything to have that opportunity and I understand that but it's no guarantee So just not, now she's in the hole thank God for the generosity of people to get her there
1: but if, if, if your sons had an opportunity to uh, let's say your oldest son had an opportunity to go spend a summer with Warren Buffett but you had to pay for that opportunity would you do it
2: You know what I'm saying? With Warren Buffett, I would I would have a few choice words about Warren Buffett if he made my son pay for that opportunity. But would you? I I,
1: probably tell him (laughs) we'll we'll figure out a way to make that possible. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Let's coming up next. We're gonna talk about how I violated one of my Super Bowl party rules. Gene Ursula.